what are we doing now? I guess we talk. TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. We're getting ready for a new year, and what a show we have for you today. Hi, I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Manson Mitchell in your ears for the hour, and it is our pleasure once again. The last Friday of the year, we get to work with bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. How are you doing, producer yeah, Benny? Woo! Happy New Year! A little early, but I don't care. <laughs> it's not too early it's not too early two days away we've had people blowing off uh fireworks over here so the, the celebration has begun there you it's go it's friday yep that too probably well today we are excited to bring back yet again a good friend of ours and someone whose wisdom and compassion seeps out the pores of her lovely skin now, that's something that's entirely impromptu. I, I think, don't think you've ever said that about anybody before in their skin. So there you go. I will concur. <laughs> that's the first. I will concur. <laughs> Lauren Archer is a mindfulness trainer, hypnotherapist, and heart math coach with over 30 years of experience. In addition to her private practice, Lauren currently serves as interim executive director of Kinship Earth, a nonprofit networking organization for evolutionary leaders who are committed to transforming global consciousness. Her, her book is called Six Word Lessons on Changing Habits, and that has been updated. And she has a very vibrant YouTube channel, which we will be talking about today. At the bottom of the hour, we'll be sure to give out her website again and any contact information, but I'll give you a clue. It could be www.laurenarcher.live. Welcome to Manson Mitchell, and this would be, Lauren, your 21st visit. Oh, my. How honored. I am so honored. You guys, you, I mean, I just love the energy you bring and you carry with your show, and um, and you're just so talented. So thank you so much for inviting me to play with you. It's fun to be here. In March, we will mark 17 years on air. And I didn't have this in your intro, but I should also add that you were one of the early sponsors of Manson Mitchell or the Gary Mance show, uh, especially, which really helped us during those first few years where we were trying to get our feet solidly on the ground and decide if this was going to be something we were going to stick with. Well, we stuck with it 17 years. I love it. <laughs> yes, I have so, fond memories of, of the first time I had a conversation with Gary. It was 11 o'clock at night in Seattle. And uh, he was, I believe, still working for a different radio station. And uh, I had sent out a press release about World Hypnotism Day. And Gary picked it up and called me and said, would you like to have a conversation about that? And and it just flowed. We had a blast, and it's and the rest is history. Some things are just in divine order, right, Gary? Absolutely true. And as part of that, I have to say that Lauren Archer has been an exceptionally good and popular guest host for us. 
That's true. I, I forgot that too. You have an elegance in your yes. presentation and your very way of being, Lauren, and it definitely communicates across the airwaves. Well, gee, thanks. I guess like attracts like, right? And and one of the things that the three of us share is our passion for ideas and our passion for providing a showcase to feature other people's wisdom and really, you know, get that message out there and to promote good ideas. So I so appreciate that about you too. Our interview today is going to be on roller skates. We have so much to talk about. We have to go zip, zip, zip really fast. <laughs> and the first thing, the first part of our interview today is uh, the excitement with which Gary has been reporting to me because he's on Facebook a whole lot more than I am. But he has been reporting to me about your trip to Thailand. And Gary said, that's a good place to start. Well, it is. Um, I think, though, um, a famous Hollywood publicist told me not too long ago that when someone has something they want to discuss, they're putting it out there. Did I get it in the wrong order, Gary? It's okay. <laughs> I grade on a curve, so you're just fine. Okay. <laughs> there, but uh, And we do want to get to that, so let's tease that. Uh, Lauren Archer and her life mate, her soulmate, Chris, made a trip to Thailand. And oh my goodness, I was tracking them through Thailand via Facebook. And there is so much to report. It is inspiring stuff. And we do want to get to that. But first. But first, you have a new a new recording, I, I hesitate meditation. to use the word right. product, a meditation, a new right. offering. And we would absolutely, we've listened to part of it and we are thrilled with it so far. Can't wait to hear the rest of it. What is it that is new coming down the pipeline? Is it available now, Lauren? But you have something that people who are interested in having more love in their lives will want to obtain and put into use in 2024. I do. Thanks for bringing that up. Yes, I just released it yesterday. It is called Attract Loving Relationships. It is available absolutely free on my YouTube channel, Lauren Archer Coaching and Hypnotherapy. And it is exactly the principles that both Christian and I used when we were single and we were tapping into our heart, tapping into the law of attraction to manifest the love of our lives. And so uh, I collaborated with him on the uh, the writing of the script. And um, and it's it's I, it's designed to really invite the listener to get into that beautiful, loving heart space where they can feel and sense the love in their hearts and they radiate that out and it activates, you know, the metaphysical principles, right? That like attracts like. And and the theory, one of my teachers, of course, is Dr. Joe Dispenza, and um, that we know that this changes your physiology, it changes your neural chemistry, it changes the electromagnetic field of your heart. And so as you are emanating, radiating, vibrating, so to speak, at that loving vibration, you can't help but attract other people, situations, opportunities that will set things up miraculously to allow you to meet the right people. So um, it is 
it's available on my YouTube channel absolutely for free. There are ads that will play uh, before the video and after the video. So if you want the ad-free version, I do have that available for only $2.99 on my website. Excellent. That would fit anybody's budget. I would I think. think. So. Yeah, I really. It, this is my this is my passion project. This is what I love to do. Um, I I just absolutely love to. You know, I believe that it is there is information encoded in the human voice, and and from a spiritual perspective, when I hold space for my clients and when I guide people through these meditative journeys, I look at that as, as a sacred responsibility uh, to, to have someone listen to the words that I'm saying. And what I'm doing energetically is also holding that vision for their highest good, right? And they can hear that, that information and that intention is embedded in my voice. And I found some beautiful music that really supports that whole experience. So I'm very excited uh, about this product and I want to make it available to as many people as possible. Well, I'm sure glad that you did because uh, the early reviews certainly are superlative on our end. And that goes for your work generally, Lauren. Suzanne will pop in a disc and have a meditation. And frequently I join her in the late afternoon. That's our nap time, so to speak. And it's just miraculous how you will say things, bringing them across in a way that we can internalize. And I find myself nodding and going, yep, that's right, that's right, during your meditation. There are eternal verities and there are values that can be incorporated by anyone who likes to, to borrow a phrase, aspire higher in life. And I think that's what you're all about. Absolutely. You know, I got into this work because I needed it myself. <laughs> uh, when I, I have a, a memory of being kind of a gawky teenager, uh, you know, not quite knowing how to navigate through the world. And when I started high school, you know, I went from a small elementary school where I knew all the kids. And then I went into one of the largest regional high schools in the area. There were 4,000 kids. Oh. And I was just you know, beside myself. I didn't know how to navigate this world. And fortunately, one of my dear friends, her name was, was Melissa, gave me one of Dr. Wayne Dyer's, well, his first book, uh, Your Erroneous Zones. And the principles and the concepts in that book gave me the courage to do some mental experiments inside of myself. And I saw the results right away. And so that inspired me to want to learn more about how we can use our consciousness, how we can use our energy to shift how we navigate through the world. So thank you so much for uh, the kind comments on the work that I do. I absolutely love it. You know, it's interesting, Lauren, oftentimes we will ask a guest, especially a first timer, you know, what was their first um, inspiration it to get into metaphysics? Because when you are a youngster growing up, I'm, you know, going from toddler into elementary school and then elementary school into junior high and junior high into high school, there's just so much in the physical world that's going on that you need to um, pay attention to. The, the math, the English, the writing, the spelling, 
the you know all that that simple things just to get you to where you are and then all of a sudden you're dealing with friends you're dealing with people after school sports you know so many things and at some point and it's usually as a teenager somebody will read a book or or be told about another person who has has inspired them with the idea that it isn't all in the physical realm. It isn't all the five senses that we can see. There's other things going on. And it, it's interesting to me that you, it happened for you when it happened. Mm-hmm. Because we'll, we'll ask people and, and they'll talk about the stories of their, what I call the awakening, the awakening to to the unseen world. We all know about the scene world. We know about the bus stop and the cars and the getting to school and getting home and feeding ourselves and sleeping, but we don't all really recognize the unseen world until there's that little tap. And then you go, oh yeah, oh yeah, there is something else. Sometimes it's a pain point that causes people to seek things out, right? We look at... uh, Alcoholics Anonymous and and that success when people get to such a, a dark place uh, with the habits that aren't working and, uh, and then they finally reach out. And then one of the fundamental principles there is a connection with the, the unknown, the unseen, the spiritual world. So, yes, you're right on. Yep. Happens for everybody. Or I should say it happens for most people, most lucky people at some point in their lives. Well, without it, life is pretty flat. It's dull. It's it's depressing. I mean, look at the news, you know. Or, or don't. Or don't. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that was, you know, speaking of Thailand, that was one of the things, right? We 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 get the the news reports via email, but we were not watching American news and uh the energetic shift was um was palpably different. <laughs> okay. Gary, can we go on to Thailand? I think this is a good time for that segue. Okay. You go ahead. One of the things I learned recently through a special on MSNBC hosted by Rain Wilson of The Office fame is that in Thailand, because he made a trip there, he was journeying to discover bliss. How do people create it? How do they experience it around the world in various places? And when he went to Thailand, he found out that there are, and I can't remember the number, but a ro- there are a, remar- a remarkable number of meanings contained in a smile. In the Thai culture, how you smile communicates how you're feeling and who you are at any given time. I found that extraordinary. I didn't know that. And now I want to watch the documentary. What was the name of it again? Um, I would bring it up without having that exact. If you you go to MSNBC, Rain Wilson, R-A-I-N-N, Rain Wilson, MSNBC, that special will be up. And you may be able to watch it either through Google or perhaps YouTube or MSNBC. Uh, Just Google MSNBC and you may find it well worth watching. He went to various places around the world. And the last one, I believe, was in Los Angeles. Yes. It was a remarkable documentary, a travel log that was spiritual in nature. How do you get happy? What is it you need to let go of? What do you need to embrace? I found that Rain Wilson went on a remarkable journey. And personally, I hope there's a part two. Yeah, sounds good. I see a note from Benny that uh, it looks like it's called The Geography of Bliss. Thank you, you, Benny, for checking that out for us. Thank you, Benny. Yeah. 
Yes, well... Um, How did you happen to go to Thailand? What was the reason, purpose, or what attracted you to even go to that particular place? Well, Chris and I have been exploring the world and looking at where we might want to be snowbirds for a couple of months. He uh, was born and raised in Seattle and lived his entire life here. I I started out in Chicago. So to me, you know, Seattle winters are no big deal <laughs> because uh, in the Midwest you get, you know, you get weather, you get like so cold that you have to go out and start your car <laughs> during the day uh, when you're at work, because if you don't at five o'clock, your battery's going to be dead, right? Uh, so the, the, the darkness and the raininess, you know, it gets old after a while, but it really didn't bother me so much. But he's like, I'd like to live somewhere else at least part of the year. So we have been searching. We've been to Mexico, Ecuador, Peru. Um, I'm trying to think where else. Uh, Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand. You know, there's a lot of places, of course, we haven't been. Uh, you know, Canada. But we've been just looking in around the United States. And um, he's always had a, a, a really strong connection in his heart to Thailand. I've only been uh, once before just for a couple of days. So this was an exploration. We spent 34 nights, went to various different places, uh, Southern Phuket, Northern Phuket, Koh Phangan, uh, Chiang Mai, and Bangkok. And there were a couple other places we had hoped to go, but, you know, as, as life has it, you know, we saw, you saw all the, all the beautiful, happy photos on, uh, Facebook, but, you know, not every moment was, <laughs> was all bliss. It's, you know, it's a month somewhere else in a strange country trying to navigate uncertain situations. So, uh, we had our ups and downs, but I think overall, what we notice is the people, the culture, the atmosphere, all emanates a sense of flow. And there's a moment that kind of summed some of it up for me, and that was when we hired a guide. Her name was Kat, uh, to take us to something called Sticky Waterfall. This was a, you know, I don't know, 300 or so feet up and down, beautiful waterfall uh, that you can actually climb in the water and it was a little treacherous uh but anyway we're, we're it was an hour and 20 minutes out of chiang mai so we're chatting with her her english was quite good in the car and we were talking about the philosophy and she says well we believe that um everyone that we come in contact with we have probably been in a lifetime with before and we will be we will see them again and so our actions and how we treat people we know it will come back to us right so that philosophy that is so embedded so pervasive in the culture uh really is so different than what many of us have grown up with in the united states myself included i i grew up in a you know fairly conservative um you know, Western style philosophy and thinking about, you know, heaven and hell, you know, different things. And uh, it's it was just a stark contrast. So um, I think because of that and because of, of course, the beauty of the landscape, the relatively uh, lower cost of living, uh, the food, oh my gosh, it's amazing, the nature. Uh, so it, it really, for us, is a good fit on a lot of levels. 
Now, this was an exploratory trip mm -hmm. for 34 days. And at the end of the 34 days, you yeah, looked at each other and said, and we said, want to come back. back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I will put it out there publicly now. I will be here in the Seattle area seeing clients in person through the end of September 2024. And then starting October 2024 through April 2025, wow. Chris and I are going to be living in Thailand for six months. So I will only be seeing clients remotely from there. And I plan to do more writing and producing and uh, growing my YouTube channel and having fun. Think of all the great weather in Seattle you'll be missing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the intention. Yeah, so um, there, you know, there were so many moments. I remember uh, we went to one of the most popular night markets in Chiang Mai on a, a Saturday night, and we got there early. And I'm kind of strolling around, and there's it's still, you know, you can flow, but more and more people start coming. This is a very popular night market and, you know, throngs of people, but everybody's just getting along. And I remember this moment sitting in one of the food court areas, just kind of, you know, hunched down on a little stoop. And uh, I was waiting for Chris to go get something. And I, I was sitting there and just listening to, I don't know, hundreds maybe of different languages, people from all over the world, not a lot of English. Um, and the vibe was just so peaceful. Everybody was getting along. It had this wonderful international flair, um, diversity, inclusion, a sense of camaraderie. It was absolutely wonderful. And it just struck a chord in my heart saying, you know, this this is the kind of place I'd like to spend more time. And there's like-minded people there too, right? I mean, we met some expats and there's meetup groups. And so I'm going to, I know that like, we're going to go back to Chiang Mai and I've already got the connection with some of the people who do some of the same work that I do. And we're going to get involved in some meetup groups and some exploration. But, but I should say one thing, and that is for the people listening, anyone in the Seattle area, who is a cat lover, we we have a fantastic 11-year-old uh, black rescue named Merlin, and uh, he is the best cat in the world, and we want to keep him, but we are going to be looking for someone who is willing to take care of him for six months because we think it'd be a little bit too much stress on his little body uh, to to do a 20-plus hour flight, you know, there and back and, and all the, the uncertainty. So just putting that that's, out there, contact yeah, me. <laughs> that's a long flight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lauren, I just love it that you mentioned the expats. It was on my mind when you said it. Oh. I wanted to ask you, expat Americans, whom did you meet who may have said something to you and Chris like, hey, we really found something here. You got to do this. You got to spend more time here because of what they discovered. 
Well, we asked people that question everywhere we went. Anytime we heard someone with an, you know, that spoke English, we engaged in conversation and, you know, we were, like I said, on this exploratory journey. So we asked lots of questions. What's the upside? What's the downside? What do you miss? Right. You know, there's a cost to living internationally. It's super far away. It's, you know, opposite time zone. You're like 12 hours apart. Uh, So I do, I have a colleague who I uh, admire very much. His name is Keith Livingston, and uh, he runs a hypnosis uh, association, and he's been living there for five years and absolutely loves it. Um, you know, you're going to meet expats. Not every not every expat's going to share your philosophy, though, right? right? So, you know, that was something that he misses is really the, the close circle of friends. Um, when we were in Chiang Mai, we spent a couple hours with a, a, a gentleman who's been living there for nine years, and he's the one that was telling us about all the meetup groups and all the like-minded uh, uh, creatives that uh, I think I'm going to enjoy connecting with. Uh, Chris also has uh, someone in his uh, in one of the men's groups that he's actively involved in, uh, a friend who his name is Sequoia, and he has been living on Copanyan for nine years, and he actually opened up a business there. So it's a board game store, and he's a board game creator, and he has this lovely community of people that you know come in to play board games, and he gets to do his work and create. Um, and then I also have another colleague I met through Kinship Earth who has been living on the islands and also and, but going back and forth between the islands and Chiang Mai for the last, you know, year and a half or so. And um, again, it's it's the uh, the people, the community, the culture, the lifestyle. Oh, and not to mention being able to go get massages uh, that are so inexpensive. And part of that is, you know, the, the trade off right in the United States we have a lot of regulations and a lot of protection, right? So that you, when you go to get a massage, you know that the massage therapist is not going to hurt you because they've gone through, you know, so much training, licensing, certification. Uh, when you go, you know, to a water park, <laughs> you, you know that there are safety standards. In Thailand, you're not going to have that. So you're a little bit more at your own risk. Uh, you know, you go, you can go get a massage and sometimes they're aggressive and it may not be comfortable and there is potentially a risk to get hurt. It's a low risk, but it's there. But because the regulations aren't there, it's also more affordable. Uh, the water experience, I don't know how much time we have before we need to take a break, but, uh, I posted some photos on Facebook we we went to this uh, it's it's Wutong waterfall but it's nicknamed sticky waterfall and uh we get to the top of the waterfall we've got a, a local guide and i'm looking down at this thing going oh my gosh this is so dangerous right and chris and i are both in our 60s i mean we're in good shape but we're in our 60s well, a fall is not the same <laughs> as as somebody right. in their 20s right um so I'm I'm taking it really easy and she's saying you know come on hold hold the rope and I'm looking at this this, this steep downward climb with water gushing right <laughs> on these rocks and I'm going really slowly and Chris he's a he's a retired firefighter right he's like 
you know, come on, ladies, this is this is easy. Let me show you. I'll grab the rope. And he grabs the rope and he, he takes a, maybe a step or two. And the water rushes the feet out, his feet out from under him and he slides and he drops 20 feet. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm watching him, you know, land on the the these, you know, limestone boulders that are massive with water gushing down. It could have been, it could have knocked him out. I mean, it could have killed him, right? Or it could have had him seriously injured. Him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he got hurt, but not badly enough to uh, stop him from climbing up and down the 300 foot waterfall. And that was right at the top. <laughs> but yeah, wow. he was really lucky. So, you know, it's a trade-off. We're not going to have the same level of protections we do here in the United States. Uh, things are riskier. And um, boy, you can experience some amazing life. So I'll leave it there. We are talking to Lauren Archer. And after a short break, we'll talk to her some more. Thanks for tuning in. Stick with us. We are Manson Mitchell, and we will be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Lauren Archer with empowering ideas to set the stage for a new year and a new you. On Saturday, Michael John Fierro, numerologist, returns for his annual visit and insights into what to expect in 2024. What does it mean to enter a numerological eight year? Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Find our app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store and take us with you wherever you go. Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Bangkok, Oriental setting in the city, don't know what the city is kept. The creme de la creme of the chess world in a show with everything but Yule Brynner. Bye. 
had the chess bars in it. All change, don't you know that when you play at this level, there's no ordinary venue. It's Iceland, or the Philippines, or Hastings, or, or this place. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our very special A-list guest, Lauren Archer, who's with us for the 21st time in the 17 years we've been on air. Lauren, if people would like to connect with you, especially to get your new meditation on a, a, attraction or um, social media, like just put everything out there and let people have a chance to pick and choose what they want to do. I love it. Okay. Well, my website has links to everything. That is Lauren Archer. It's spelled just like it sounds at live, L-I-V-E dot com. Uh, thinking about live your best life or live, right? Uh, and then YouTube, my YouTube channel is Lauren Archer Coaching and Hypnotherapy. And uh, I have a lot of free content out there. In fact, I've been really delighted to see my hypnosis for pre-surgery audio is my most popular program, 35,000 views and counting, and so many wonderful comments of people who were really, really petrified, nervous, anxious before undergoing major surgeries, and they found it to really help them calm themselves, and then it also has suggestions for uh, trusting your team and for rapid healing and for, you know, not needing so many pain meds, um, all the the mind-body uh, good juju that I could put in there uh, to help people have a smooth experience. So, um, and then I'm on uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Lauren Archer Coaching, I believe. So uh, welcome people to get in touch. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Now, there was, we we wanted to you, there was another story you were interested in gary back to thailand all right thailand. something that lauren wanted to share in particular well so we noticed there's a just a wonderful honesty with the people and we felt so safe i mean walking down dark alleys uh you know trying to find our way no problem. I, I just felt completely at ease. And there was a particular time that uh, we were at the one of the condos we were staying at, and I had taken my iPad down to the pool in the morning, and we were researching some things, but the sun was so bright that I had to put the iPad kind of under the chair in the shade of the lounge chair in order to see what I was looking at. Well, we ended up meeting someone, chatting with the the host who was renting to us. One thing led to another. We leave the pool. I did not see that I had left my iPad under the chair. We go out for the whole day, come back late at night. I go to find my iPad. Uh-oh, where is it? I'm not finding it anywhere. We do the little find my unit. It's not in, on the premises. So I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, but I took a breath. I realized the last place I had seen it was by the pool. And I thought, you know, given what I have learned by this point, we had been in Thailand for a little while, but given what I had learned about the Thai people, I have a feeling that if someone found it, they're going to turn it in. So we go to the front desk. It's not there. We put up a note on the pool, you know, reward, planning to pay somebody, you know, a reasonable amount to turn it back in. 
Uh, I get a call a little while later from the front desk and uh, someone, lo and behold, had turned it in. And the gentleman who turned it in was one of the the people who had worked there. And we offered, it was like, thank you so much. Here, please, you know, take take this, you know, reward. And he said, no, no, no. Right. It's just this generosity of spirit. People, you know, they wouldn't they wouldn't dream of taking something that wasn't theirs. And I just I I love the idea of living in a community like that, in a culture like that. It just feels really um, life affirming. So I'll leave it at that with my little story. <laughs> good story. Thank you. Thank you. There are there are good people, you know, everywhere. And it's nice to hear a good story, especially at this time of year, we are approaching a new year. We we would like to believe, and I know I feel pretty optimistic, but that's normally who I am anyway. And and I, I feel like things are going to go well next year. And uh, I'm not always proven right, but I feel like things are going to go well. What is it when you are coaching people and when you are addressing um, New Year's, New Year's resolutions, intentions, uh, wanting to turn people from looking in one direction to looking in another direction, where do you begin with them? And what do you say to them if somebody comes in and says, oh, woe is me, doom and gloom? Where, where do you start? Well, everything starts with being. Everything starts with energy. So the, there's that uh, the three concentric circles, the, the graphic that many people have seen. And if you haven't seen it, you can easily visualize it. Picture three circles. The one in the center is uh, it has the word be, right, for being. The next level out, so you can almost think of this as a target, right? The next level out would be doing. And finally, the third level out would be having. And so many of us focus our attention on the external, that having, right? What are the, uh, you know, how much money am I making? What are the external measures of success? Uh, how am I doing compared to uh, friends and family in my life? What's happening in the outside world? And when we focus our attention there, it can, it can be, hmm, <laughs> it can be discomforting as we were talking earlier, right? The, the the spiritual path all starts from within, as within, so without. So we wanna start with that inner circle, the, the notion of being. And so as we look forward to 2024, so many people around the, the new year set, you know, the quote unquote resolutions, it's taken on a connotation, I think, of of being punitive, right? Oh, I've been bad over Christmas. <laughs> I've been, you know, been doing all these bad things, and now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into the new year. I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna deprive myself from all these things that I've been doing, and it just has this sort of push pull energy. But what if instead we said, okay, in the new year, I'm going to choose to be someone who prioritizes their health and well-being. I'm going to choose to be someone who focuses on Thanksgiving and gratitude and uh, all the, uh, the, the love that I have inside of me that I want to express instead of what I'm lacking. So it's just a, a gentle perspective shift, but everything stems from there. And when I'm working with clients one-on-one, -on -one, of course, we start with the heart, 
We start with what is it that their soul wants to uh, experience and express in life on an energetic level. And then from that place, then the doing comes naturally. Then it's easy to take those steps when we don't want to be polluting our bodies with things that are going to make us feel heavy and um, hungover and uh, coughing, for example. Uh, and we want to feed our body with nourishing foods and um, you know hydrating beverages. It's a completely different relationship with the doing. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, it, <laughs> yes. It, it, it makes sense and it's part of the flow of life. You're yeah. either in the flow or maybe you're just there in a little eddy somewhere or you've taken to, uh, if you're walking a path, for example, to mix a metaphor, you can stay on the straight path. Maybe the path wanders. Maybe it meanders. That's okay. Maybe you prefer the byways. But whatever choice you make, there will be consequences, good, bad, or indifferent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's also the notion that Sometimes when we are finding ourselves in, you know, quote unquote, self-sabotaging habit patterns, that's a clue. That's a clue that we're, we're off track and we're not necessarily living our best life and it can feel hopeless. And the way back is often a simple redirect of attention and asking different kinds of questions too, asking the questions of what's really meaningful, what's really important. Uh, as, as we get ready to take this massive shift in our lives, um, you know, we're gonna be letting go of some things. We're gonna be saying no to certain opportunities and, um, you know, and possessions. I mean, we're gonna have to go through our entire home. We're gonna keep our house and rent it out. But imagine going through your entire space and taking away everything that it represents you personally, right? And just having it be neutral so that someone else could come in and rent it. So it is a, a sorting, it's a processing. And I've done this in my life multiple times where I have walked away from really great scenarios, um, fantastic jobs, um, you know, big, beautiful homes, um, you know, uh, even certain communities, because something else was calling me. And having the courage to leave behind what was good, but it wasn't necessarily feeding one's soul, right? And to step into another level of adventure because, you, because you're listening to your intuition and you're listening to that call and what's next. It takes courage. It takes faith. It takes work, and yet the reward at the other end is usually worth it. Do you think the word resolutions is a little bit too loaded with meaning? Do you, do you like intentions better than resolutions? I do. Yeah. Thank you, Suzanne, very much, because it is, it's just like goals versus intentions, right? The, the goals, you hit a goal and then there's another one and then there's another one. It's, it's not the end goal. It is more about the direction. Uh, as the metaphor that Gary used, it's more about the path and uh, enjoying the path that you're on. And there will be wonderful things along the way. Uh, it's just, are you heading in the direction that is in alignment with your highest values? And, you know, that takes work to decide too. Not everybody has been, um, 
Hmm. Not everybody has been shown that we can choose our values. A lot of people have been told this is what you should value. And so they go through life with kind of a pre uh, pre-described set of values that they think they should be living, which may or may not be in alignment with who they are. And so doing the work to ask yourself those probing questions, what's really important to me? You know, what, what kind of life do I want to have? As Mary Oliver said, what do you want to do with this one precious life? It's, you know, when you put things in that perspective, uh, as, as a soul, knowing that one day we're all going to die and you can't take any of this with you, how do you want to live? Deep I think question. one one thing that people can do with regard to resolutions or intentions is pick one thing that kind of appeals to you and and just do that. And it doesn't have to be the same thing all the time. For for me, I don't feel like I can do anything like every day for the rest of my life. But there, there, I can do almost anything for a period of time. In in 2022, I, I set an intention in the first of the year that my decluttering would look like taking a load to a donation center every single month. And I would gather during the month in a particular spot. And on the last day of every month in 2022, I would take it somewhere to be donated. And I did it 12 times. And when we were traveling to uh, Chicago in December of last year, I took two tubs full of wool clothes. And when I, when I got to Chicago on December 31, when the, when the centers were actually closed, they had collection bins on the outside and and I donated two tubs full of coats and jackets and sweaters and things that I knew we weren't going to use in Florida. And then I didn't do that in 2023. But I had something else that I did in 2023, and that was the intention to walk every day. Mm. And And so far on the 29th of December, we've missed one day. That's amazing. Out of all those days, 363 days, we've missed one day. Otherwise, it, it shows that that I have walked every day. And, and it walked more in 2023 than 2022. So, you know, that also shows up on the devices. And, and so it was like, that was the thing that I really wanted to do. If you can pick one item... And as you said, it's work. Just because you pick it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It, there are days when we don't feel like walking. Right. Well, let's, let's just take a short walk. Yeah. You know, when yeah. you don't feel like walking at all, we'll walk one block and come right. back. And we did it. We, yeah. Because you made the decision to be a walker, to yes. be someone who walks instead yes. of 
forcing yourself to do something that you don't want to do. It was right. about being a walker. And I would imagine the previous year, you probably had a vision for yourself of what a clutter-free home might look and feel simplify. like. Right? Simplify, yeah. simplify, simplify. Exactly. Yeah. But you, I think you touched on something that I don't want to gloss over, and that is the notion of choosing one thing and not making a whole long list of, oh, of things gosh. that are difficult because so many, oh. you know, the, the, the reports are that so many people give up their resolutions by, you know, middle of the month of January, right? Because right. they make it too hard on themselves. So yeah. uh, I think what we're saying is two things. Number one, pick something that is doable, that's small, focus on one thing, but also uh, choose how you're going to identify with that. I am someone who I am being uh, a declutterer. I am being a walker. I am like for me, I am being someone who's going to be a, a digital nomad living in another country. And so what are the things that I will be doing between now and then to set that up? But it all comes from being. And I think anybody can do that. You're right. When you say a, a long list is like a prescription for failure. Absolutely. Be, because it's just too much. It's too overwhelming. And, you know, I, I couldn't pick out 10 important things to do in a year, but I could pick out one change. And it's often been said that you change one thing and a lot of other things change like a domino effect you think you're only changing one thing, but a lot of other things change around that decision. Yes. So, you know, no, and, and if you're, and, and you want it to be something that you want to do, that you are passionate about, or you believe in, or you're, that is not going to um, defeat you and, and, and let you falter, but something you really do want to do. And, and in, in saying, I really want to do this, that will keep you doing it, even on the days when you don't feel like doing it. Indeed, indeed. Um, it, it reminds me of this notion of doing it because it makes you happy, right? Doing it because ultimately the goal is for you to feel better about yourself, about, about who you are being. Uh, when I was going through my divorce back in, this was, I mean, it was just beginning to teeter back in, I want to say 2009, 2010. Uh, I was attending a, a workshop with Dr. Joe Dispenza and uh, he knew both my my ex-husband and I, and uh, he knew that we were in the process of separating. And he called me up to the front of the stage on the second morning of the workshop and, and just wanted to say something to me. This is before it started, so nobody could hear it. But uh, we, we spoke just a few words and he looked me right in the eye and he said, always choose happiness. And there was something that clicked inside of me at that moment. I knew I was about to go through one of the most difficult transitions of my life, uh, leaving that relationship because of all of the things, right? <laughs> I mean, it's not easy uh, to separate from an 18-year marriage and, you know, a lifetime of things collected and, you know, having to venture out into the unknown, into, you know, a new space. But that, that, triggered a vibe inside of me that's like, oh my gosh, that's it. It is really about choosing what's right for me, what's going to to 
nourish my soul. And uh, from that moment, I started doing uh, the meditations that are very similar to what is in my attracting uh, attract loving relationships audio that I just put out. And that was giving myself permission to bring that joy in my heart, even in the absence of what the external world was showing. So I guess when it, when it comes to resolutions, you know, choosing to live a life that is in alignment with yourself because it makes you happy. And one more little quick Thailand story that reflected that. Um, we were at a restaurant. Uh, one of the gentlemen that I met through Kinship Earth uh, happened to be in Thailand at the same time. So we met him. He took us to this restaurant and there was this lovely gentleman who owned it. And he uh, was this wonderful uh, kind of flamboyant um, you know, uh, non-binary, and he, he called himself Diana, and he had created this most amazing, elegant, beautiful restaurant with rose gardens and all these beautiful, this beautiful architecture, and the food was amazing. and And we were chatting with him, and prior to that, he used to design gowns for galas. I mean, he was quite the interesting person. But he said to me, he says, "Well, it's because I only do things." that I love and that make me happy. And I thought, wow, can you imagine living your life only doing things that you love and that make you happy? Not necessarily, <laughs> not necessarily overindulging, right? Uh, but it is, it is taking, doing the work to live the life that allows you to do things you love and make you happy, taking those risks. And that is what all of this is all about. Taking the risks. And and that's when you're taking a risk to go to Thailand, that's a big risk, but even a small risk. I'm, I'm going to walk every day. You know, they, that had its challenges to, to go out in rainy weather, cold weather, windy weather, um, you know, not always perfect and ideal, some of it very hot and humid. And we did it. And, and so and how did you feel? Take a risk. Empowered, empowered. Right. I feel like I can do anything. Like if right. I can do this, I can do anything. It it just gives you more, more oomph, more energetic um, substance to to go and tackle other things. Yes, because yes. we're we're so capable. We are, we are, and and we we believe we're not because of the outside world when we're focused on the outer. But when you focus on the inner and who you're being, it gives you the strength to push through almost any obstacle. So, yeah, twenty twenty four. Oh my gosh, it's going to be an amazing year. Going to be an amazing year. It's certainly going to be an interesting year, <laughs> and we have the opportunity to make the most of it. And I think especially it's important for us to remember not to be too hard on ourselves. Give yourself yeah. a break. Expect more of yourself, perhaps, but don't be your own taskmaster. Be your own supportive coach. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because of who you get to be, to live the life that you choose. And when you can find one thing, like Susan, Suzanne said, just, um, you know, make it one thing and then even have a low bar. So maybe on a day that you don't feel your best, just do a small version of it. And then you keep that momentum going forward. As Suzanne likes to say, take the baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> but I tell my daughter all the time, I said, no matter what happens after I die, if you hear one thing, 
it's baby steps every single day do a little something right to push you forward i like that great like advice that. go to lauren archer dot live l-i-v-e get all the information and get the new meditation cd thank you lauren archer for joining us once again it is always an honor and a pleasure to speak with you Thank you both for having me. Have a fantastic 2024. And to all of the people listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Happy New Year. And thank you, Benny. Thank you, Benny. Benny. Great job as always. Robin Alexis coming up next right here on AM 1150. Stay tuned and Happy New Year, everyone.